0: There are times where you're just like, I can't even find one thing to be grateful for because I know uh, like referring back to the dishes thing, right? That in the past, someone has been like, well, when you're doing the dishes, be grateful that you have enough money to buy the dishes. Right? And I'm like, ugh, no, you know, it's like, that does not help. Like I wish I only had one dish because then I would only have to wash one dish. Welcome to the Horsewoman Project, a podcast where we talk about all things Horsewoman, from relationships to truck issues, taking care of your nutrition and fitness, and of course, horses.
1: Good morning. Good morning.
0: How are you? I'm doing well. I've had a good week. It was my birthday week. Happy happy
1: birthday!
0: <laughs> thirty four. Yeah, getting old. Not really. I'm
1: in my prime. Like really. <laughs> so my husband Eric is thirty two. Just turned thirty two, and I swear he's hit that kind of like quarter life crisis mode. <laughs> We're just <laughs> oh he's he's gonna. Love that I'm sharing this. um, But he's been, like, picking little hairs out of his beard. it will come up, he's like, is this gray? Tell me this isn't gray. I'm like, it's not gray. It's blonde. I think it's gray. I think you're like, to me, it's gray. And I'm like, okay, but if it is gray, does it matter? Yes. I'm not old enough to have gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, you're not funny. old. You're just 32. <laughs> Just tell him
0: he can be like a silver fox, like a Sean Connery. Oh,
1: 100%. <laughs> I really think he will look really awesome with, you know, that gray. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think he's going to mature very attractively. <laughs> I'm not really worried about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, Larry's a couple years older than me, and he's got gray hair coming in for sure. And it's just is what it is. You know, your gray hair comes in, and you can either be angry about it or just... Be
1: like, okay, cool. I either dye my hair or I leave it. I mean, those are kind of the options. So. Right. That's what I told him like, Well, you can dye your hair. He's like, My hair's too short to dye. Well, it kinda is. It would dye his skin more than it would his hair, but <laughs> it's just been funny. I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. It's it's hard. It's hard to get older sometimes, but but hey, you got to laugh a little too, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So you're not in a quarter-life crisis, are you? <laughs> nah. Nope. Still feeling young. <laughs> Good, because you are. You are not yep. old.
0: Lots of time left. Lots of time. Mm-hmm.
1: It is I funny can't believe how... my... Sorry,
0: go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I can't believe how big my babies are. The trip is nine. I'm like, man, he's halfway out of the house already. That is insane. That, that is, is crazy. crazy. That makes me feel more old more than my age, like the number of my age does.
1: <laughs> like I have a kid that's almost, ugh, ugh, that's
0: weird. Yeah,
1: anyway. that is weird. <laughs> Triple forever be like six in my head, I think. <laughs> I'm like, be nine.
0: <laughs> Oh, my kids are so cute. I'm going to share really quick. They uh, painted rocks for me for part of my birthday present. And they did it like a week before my birthday. They were so excited. Okay, mom, don't come in the office. You can't peek. Don't look. Don't look. And they painted these little rocks that said like, happy birthday, mom. And I love you, mom. And that's so cute. That is so cute. It just makes my heart happy. So
1: (laughs) your kids are the cutest kids. (laughs) They are. (laughs) I'm not biased at all. So what was your favorite part of your birthday? Hmm. just all the little things
0: like there was nothing big that we did for my birthday you know my husband took me on a breakfast date which was a fun change of pace versus a dinner date and and then like little rocks from my kids and and um, a friend stopped by and brought me a slice of cheesecake and a drink and some funny colored socks because I had told her how much I love weird socks <laughs> and it's stuff like that that it's like oh you remember that I said that You know, it's just those little gestures of like, you know, it was a couple pairs of socks, you know, it wasn't that much money invested, but it was just that the fact that she remembered that and took the time out of her day to stop by. So stuff like that. And then like, you know, you sent me, Michaela sent me a new crystal, which she knows that I like crystals. (laughs) And so it's stuff like that. It's, it's not the money spent. It's not anything like that. It's just the, the little things. So that's, I think my favorite part, all the little gestures.
1: Well, good. I'm glad you had a good birthday. Yeah, felt all the love. Good. How was your week? I feel like it's just kind of been a normal week. <laughs> We're kind of, <laughs> of going to get into this here in just a second, but um, but yeah, it's just been kind of like a repeat of all the weeks. <laughs> hint, hint for what's coming up. <laughs>
0: well, with that being said, <laughs> Michaela, you want to introduce our topic?
1: Yeah, so with Thanksgiving and things coming up, we were thinking about oh, okay, like we should probably do like a gratitude thing or what we're thankful for. Um but I'm not gonna lie, guys, I'm not in the mood to <laughs> <should> have another <laughs> just a a fluffy episode. Um because you're going to be getting a lot of those this season. And I, we see that a lot in social media and I think it is helpful and we'll get, we'll get into that too. Like I I think looking for the things you are thankful for and the things you are grateful for are extremely helpful for your mental health and even your physical health. Um, But also I want to talk about like just some of the things that maybe aren't going so well and some things to watch for and some things that can help, help you and, But my little hint, hint there is it's like, you know, those times when you feel like you're living in Groundhog's Day where you're just repeating the same day over and over again. And I feel like, I feel like we can get caught into that as adults where, you know, we get up and we go to the same job and we come home and we do the same thing when we get home. And it's just this day after day after day thing. And I've been catching myself in that mindset quite a bit lately where I'm waking up and I'm looking at Eric and I'm like, (sighs) What's the point? Like, what's the point of starting this day over again? Like, all I'm gonna do is do the same things and then I'm gonna come to bed and then I'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be the same thing over again. And it can be really depressing <laughs> to be in that mode. Um, but there are ways to work around it and there are things that you can do to help you bring it out of, which we're gonna talk on. So yeah. Also, as a side note, uh,
0: Michaela, having children does uh have new things happen every day. <laughs> you should get going there we go. I mean <laughs> <laughs> There's a plug
1: there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but really though, I think it can get that way with kids too, honestly. Where you just feel like, you know, every day is the laundry and the picking up the kids' toys and the doing the things. and, But then there is also with kids, they're growing, they're different, they have different personality quirks at different stages and different things so I think that can bring a little bit of the repetition out of some of that day-to-day stuff but at the same time it can also add to it so I thought that was kind of funny have some kids Michaela no just kidding yeah sure Camry <laughs> just for you
1: <laughs> I know you're like just to ease my stress I guess I'll have some children because <laughs> yes. that works 100% <laughs> well and to even go along with that, I saw a video the other day that just really hit home, even with the kid thing, because as adults, we can get caught into that and like, yeah, the kids are in their imagine- imagination world and they're doing different things. But if we don't take that time to get out of our routines in our head and really appreciate what they are doing, like you are still going to get stuck and, and what's going to happen is you're going to take your kids along in that stuck route too, and you're going to actually quench some of their... um. Their child-likeness, you know? And I I can't remember. Um, I yeah, I'm not even gonna be able to link it, but like this video is just really good. It was a little cartoon video that showed a father and a son, you know, and they were just going through life and the son's really excited about different things. He's doing a lot of different things, but the the father's just very much like stuck in his routine. They get up, they do the same thing, it's over and over again and as time goes on you watch this and it just starts to really affect the child and the child starts to kind of become like the dad and just you know stops doing the fun things for fun and stops you know being really happy and smiley and as the dad really realizes how much he's changed his kid in that way um you know he's had to switch it up and be a little bit more exciting and do something a little bit different to help bring that back in his kid and i just thought it was really powerful i really um Yeah, a good one, and one that kind of helps, I guess, visualize how being stuck in that routine, and even just in your own head, um, can affect the people around you as well. Yeah, it
0: makes me think of, uh, I can't remember what the movie's called, it's something about a yes day, where the parents are always saying no, no, no to their kids all the time, and no, we can't do that because we have these responsibilities, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they have a yes day where the parents say yes to everything the kids want. And the movie obviously takes it over the top of like, they go through a car wash with the windows down and ruin the entire interior of the car. Like, I'm like, okay, there's there's a few things that I'd be like, no. <laughs> but like, overall, I love the idea of, I mean, even my kids yesterday, can we go to this high school play? And instead of being like, oh, that means we don't get to just, like, relax at home or da-da-da-da-da, it was like, yeah, sure, let's go. You know, like, why not? And I do have to say that can be harder with animals, not for things like that that are just in the evening, but any kind of overnight stay, it's like, okay, then we have to come up with who's going to feed the animals and who's going to take care of the dogs and the horses and the cows and the pig and the goats and all the things, you know? but it doesn't make it impossible it just makes it trickier so anyway yes so say yes to things yeah say yes to <laughs> There's things my things that. up a little
1: bit um yeah because as I've been kind of going in that mindset of like I don't want to repeat this day like oh Well, the truth is I have to repeat parts of my day, right? Like I have to go to work. I have to do my job. I have to feed the animals. And I like, I do have those routines that are very stuck that like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And you know what? Those routines serve me. They're not bad. So it's not like giving up your routines, but it's trying to figure out how can you help your mindset within those routines, right? Because you do, you have to get up, you have to go to your job. You do have to get up and you have to feed your kids. You have to feed the horses. You have to ride your horses. You you know, you've got those things that you have to do. And no matter what, like, you you can't not do those unless you're getting rid of all those things. Um, But it's, as I've been really diving into that and talking, like, clients have come up with the the same thing. And I feel like it's just common to feel this way towards the end of the year as well. (laughs) I I think it's a year thing or a season thing. Um, But really diving into, okay, well, what can we do to help these routines not seem so mundane? What can we do to be more present in the moment in these routines? Because I feel like a big issue is when you're going on autopilot. And you're not paying attention to what's actually going on in the moments that you are doing the things, and you're not taking that time to really notice. That's when things can be really, really mundane. Um, but yeah, Camry, what thoughts do you have?
0: So, one of the things that I will do when I'm feeling blah, right? Of just like, okay, it's the dishes again. like dishes are probably one of my least favorite things to do I second that and (laughs) (laughs) yeah mm -hmm. most people I mean no one loves to do dishes if anyone out there loves to do dishes please comment and like message us because I don't think I have met anyone that's like we need to learn your ways (laughs) (laughs) teach me your ways so if I am doing the dishes and just like sometimes I'm in a headspace where I can Get out of that and then sometimes I just you know do the dishes and I'm grumpy but one mindset and I can't remember who I heard it from but it was okay you have to do the dishes regardless you can either sit here and grumble about doing the dishes or turn on some music you know and so it's or turn on an audio book so I'll usually just turn on my Alexa and turn on a a, a upbeat radio station and get my kids in the kitchen with me and be like, guys, come do a dance party with me. And so then I'll wash a few dishes and then I'll like kind of dance with my kids and play around and just like moving your body like that. I like dancing. Not everyone does, but I think it's a lot of fun. And so it really just gets me out of that number one internal space of just sitting there like on repeat. Oh, I hate the dishes. Why do I have to do the dishes every day? Why doesn't anyone else do the dishes or like right? This just inner monologue it gets you out of that and get you back into the present just dancing with your kids or dancing by yourself. I mean, if you don't have kids, just dance around your kitchen. <laughs> so it's, it's things like that to just break it up. You know, like I said, if you are love audiobooks, turn on your favorite audiobook. Um, turn on something that's like fantasy or that's you know, whatever your genre is that you like that's going to get you in this good headspace where you're feeling a little bit better about it. Um, I mean, heck, you could even put on your favorite TV show on your phone, prop it up on your windowsill or whatever is, you know, on your countertop in front of your sink and watch your favorite show while you do the dishes. Then it becomes a little bit more rewarding and engaging for you instead of just mundane. So there are a few different ways that you can help yourself feel a little bit better while you're doing the boring parts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, when you think about it, You could not do the dishes, but then what happens, right? Like what are the consequences of not doing the dishes? And it's the same as, as anything. So it's not so much talking about like, you can't get rid of these things. The routines are important. And this is something I I handle a lot, especially in my coaching business is I'm teaching a lot of people how to add routines that are mundane. They're not exciting. They're not fun. I don't expect my clients to be super excited about doing everything that we're doing, but at the end of the day, they are needed. They are routines that are needed for my clients to hit the goals that they're wanting to hit. And having that conversation of like, okay, well, let's let's think about it. Like it, I do use the chores, you know, like dishes, laundry. It's like, those are things you have to do every day, whether or not you want to do them. And sometimes that's just what some of these routines are. It's You just need to do it every day because maintaining a clean house, maintaining your body is important to you. And it's something that you want. And when you look at it that way, when you look at it as, hey, if I do the dishes, then we don't have any moldy, stinky things going on, right? Everyone gets along a little bit better because, gosh, you cannot tell me that your family gets along well when the kitchen's a mess because (laughs) mine does not. (laughs) you know, like everyone feels it when, when your house is messy, everyone feels it. Everyone starts to get into that grumpiness. And it's the same with your other routines, like your health routines, whether it's tracking your food or going to the gym or going for a walk, you don't have to be in love with these things. You just have to do them. Right. And you have to figure out how can I, like Camry was saying, how can I find the joy in these routines that I do? So like, I have a client right now she's getting into the routine of going to the gym. And one of the things that's been really helpful for her is holding a boundary and saying, okay, the only, like the only time I listen to my favorite podcast is when I'm at the gym. And that way she looks forward to her gym time because it's like, you know what? I get to listen to my favorite podcast and it's amazing. And, and then like when she spends more time at the gym, it's not a bad thing because she's listening to something she really enjoys and is, is having that, um, Love for that. And it can be the same with any of your routines, right? Like Camry is saying. Now, something like this last week is I've really been thinking about that, like, oh, gosh, I don't want to do this. I really looked back and went, okay, let me, let me look at my day. Let me look at my routine. And something I really realized, because guys, this is really easy to do when you run your own business and you're on your own time, (laughs) is I spend all day at work, like literally all day at work and it is not uncommon for me to sit down and spend 14 or 15 hours doing something in a day for my for my business um, because No one's telling me I need to stop. No one's telling me, you know, that I I don't need to do that. And when I really looked at that and went, oh, like, no wonder I'm feeling this way. Like, no wonder I'm burnt out. It's because I'm not prioritizing my time with my horses. I'm not prioritizing my time with my husband or other members of my family because in my head, I'm like, I got to get all this work done. So I sat down and I really looked at that and went, okay, what do I need to cut down on? Like, what truly do I need to do each day? before I can be done with work. And I've come up with, okay, no matter what, I need to be done at this time as well. Like there are, I have days where I do have to go longer. That's just part of how my business is run, but I still have that cutoff time. Like Okay, no matter what, I'm done at seven or no matter what, I'm done at five on this day and six on this day, maybe 8.30 on that day. But I do have a timing for that. So I'm not sitting in front of my computer all day long and feeling just that drain. Um, so, it might be something too, you might need to take restock. Take a look. Are you pushing yourself to the point of burnout? And do you need to, instead of like, it's not even a finding the joy in the moment, but it's a, hey, I need to hold better boundaries with myself in this so I can have joy.
0: Absolutely. It makes me think of, if you think of it more in the way of a profession of someone that saves lives, right? Like a doctor or a surgeon. Um, There's always another person that needs life-saving care, always, like 24-7, doesn't ever stop. But if those people never set boundaries with themselves of, okay, this is the end of my shift, this is when I need to go home, this is when I get to spend time with my family and get rest and sleep and things, there's no possible way that those people could work 24-7. You know, and you like I've seen things on TV shows before, which you know TV always dramatizes things. But it's like people being like, "I can't believe you're not working right now," and and that you you need to be saving somebody's life and da And it's like, no, you like it's just, and it's the same for someone with your, your job, even though it's not emergency care or you know performing life saving surgery, you still need to have those same boundaries to be able to help yourself be a happy functional human being um, so that you don't hit that burnout point
1: oh yeah and I think that's just true to as being a woman in general I mean you have kids who depend on you you have a husband who depends on you you go to work and you have people who depend on you you have animals that depend on you yeah everyone depends on you especially as a woman like we just we do tend to take over that caretaker role more than not and within that caretaker role it is really easy to lose ourselves in the beings that we are caretaking for and i mean that is that's a big part of my job is is really trying to teach women that hey you got to take care of yourself you got to take that second for yourself if you even want to continue down this path of caretaking for these people, right? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Us as women, we we love to we love to be martyrs, <laughs> and we don't have to be. That's the thing. Like no one in our lives want us to be a martyr. We tend to put that on ourselves, and it's pulling ourselves out of that mindset of like, you know what? Actually, I can be happy and be a mom. I can be happy and be a businesswoman. I can be happy and do all of these things, but what do I need to do to make me happy? What does that look like? Oftentimes it looks like, okay, well, I need to actually like the way that I feel about myself. So what are the steps that take to do that? Is it is it dancing? Is it getting fit? Is it shooting a, Is it shooting for a goal? Is it making sure that I ride my horse so I feel like I'm expressing that talent? Like, don't allow yourself to lose your talents and your gifts and everything. Like, don't put that on the back burner, you know? I was, I actually had this conversation with my husband the other day as, you know, we, we think about children a lot and are always discussing, like, hey, like, how is this going to be feasible? And I just looked and like, you, you know what? Here's the thing, though. I don't want to be A mom who gives up everything for my child. Like, I mean, of course, I'm going, you know, like I'm going to be a good mom and I'm going to want to do that. But I also, like, I want my daughter to be able to look at me and go, oh my gosh, like, look at mom do this. Like, how cool is that? Like, I want my kids to be able to show up and cheer my husband on when he does his rugby matches, you know, like, I think it's really valuable for your kids to see you reach for goals and to see you achieve them and to see you work hard for them, because that's going to be the best thing for them to learn. If you want your kids to have healthy lives, if you want them to not have to sacrifice everything, then you need to not sacrifice everything. You know, you need to show them what it takes to have a goal and to reach for it and to work hard towards it. You need to show them what dedication looks like, what, what, um, hard work looks like what high effort looks like and they're not going to learn that from you if you don't do that for yourself amen (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you with an actual child because you know it's really easy for me to think all of these big (laughs) things when i don't have a child um no i actually i feel the same
0: way because i'm i think that if being a mother is what you want in this life, and that is what you want to be, to dedicate your entire life to. I think that's amazing. If that is your goal, that's wonderful. For me personally, I wanted to have an identity and a my job, my talents, my you know my activities that I want to do. I want to have those be part of my life as well, um, and not give all of that up and so it was important for me that i still had enough time to work and to train horses and to teach lessons and but also still have time to take my kids to wrestling and to dance and do those things and for me that's it's a perfect balance for me for what i what my goals are and what i want in particular because yeah i i like having my kids see that that I'm not just going to give up every part of myself and every everything for them. Um, yes, I'm going to make sacrifices for them, hands down. But um, I'm also going to maintain my own identity and my own things and and all of that as well. And prioritize myself. Because um, I want, like you said, I want Thea and Trip to learn to prioritize themselves as well.
1: Yeah. And kids man they learn from example like just think about how many times your kids repeat something that you said that you're like oh crap like what you heard that you know they're watching you they listen to you they want to become you especially in their those younger stages and it like how cool would it be if you showed them exactly what they could become you know and exactly like the dreams yeah. and the things that they can have because you were shooting for that too. You know, yeah. just oh, so cool.
0: can I share a fun moment that I had with Trip Please. the other day? <laughs> So we were driving and I can't remember what it was, but something stressed me out where I was like, Oh crap. I, you know, we need to get home and we need to do this. And then the time change. And so like I have an hour less than I thought I did before it gets dark, you know? So I was sitting here being like, Oh, and Trip is, just the most amazing thoughtful kid and from the back seat as I'm sitting here being like I need to go home we need to do this uh, uh," and from the back seat he goes mom what do you need from me when we get home
1: and I was like oh my gosh
0: (laughs) (laughs) it just like immediately took me out of this like boom, boom boom like stressful headspace into this just like heartwarming just like I just want to reach back and hug you if I wasn't driving like oh my gosh, and it's just stuff like that, that I'm like, oh, I love you so much, <laughs> and it just, it does, it gets you out of, it It gets you into that headspace of being present, and seeing the things that you're grateful for, you know, which is kind of a little bit about what we're wanting to talk about today, too, is finding gratitude, and sometimes realizing when you are faking gratitude, <laughs> but in that moment, it was just like that pure, Pure love gratitude like it was just one of those amazing moments so
1: (laughs) that is so cute look at how much you can learn from trip (laughs) I know I'm like oh he's well just the way that he said it too that was like the perfect phrasing
0: (laughs) I know I'm like oh my gosh must have Uh, done
1: something right if that's my kid (laughs) seriously though
0: (laughs) like there are so many times I'm like man I think I'm gonna screw my kids up like because you know you want to be a perfect parent but It's like you just are like man I screwed that up and what am I like am I even teaching them anything valuable and then they have
1: moments like that and you're like yep I'm
0: doing something right okay
1: (laughs) oh I love it I think that's so cute um well I guess we can transition into kind of that gratitude talk um I think that's a perfect transition because this time of year it is you're gonna see that all around. Like I'm probably gonna make a post of that probably today <laughs> on my own social media. Of, hey, what are you grateful for? Cause it is important to look at that, right? And Camry and I, in our um, as we we're talking before we pressed record today, I'm kind of in a like a negative Nancy mindset right now. I just <laughs> that's just where I'm at in my headspace, and I was feeling a little bit like Ugh. like I don't want to sit down and have to like throw out all these random things that I'm grateful for today because I'm just not grateful for them, right? And I'm, like, not really looking forward to Thanksgiving dinner with all the extended family. We're all going to spout out, like, these generic, like, oh, well, I'm grateful for my husband. Ha, ha, ha. You know, it's, and, you know, though, gratitude is important. And looking for those things that you're, you are thankful for, even when you are in the mindset that I am in, (laughs) it is important to look for those, um, those little things that you are grateful for. And it's actually something that I have, I have a lot of my clients do actually probably a hundred percent of them is it's a big thing that I do have them do each day, because if you can take that daily gratitude and you make sure that it's different every day and you have to search for something different every day, it really does help your brain, start looking for those things and start appreciating those things and start recognizing those things as they come up. And it's, it can really help bring you out of, you know, like, like I said, that Groundhog's Day routine, just sitting down and being like, oh my gosh, like my husband did this for me. I am so grateful. You know, oh my goodness, like this client, she's, she's amazing. Like, I just love that she does this. This is, this is awesome, right? Like going out and, really actually appreciating the fact that I have horses, that I get to ride, that I get to take care of, that I get to do all of these things with. Because guys, it's really easy to get stuck into those goals with your horses too and to lose that gratitude. Um, But really just looking for those little things, it is important and it can really change not only your mental health, but also your physical health. Your body's going to respond very differently. If you are stuck in a negative mindset and you're not looking for the gratitude, your energy goes down. You are not going to feel good about things that, that happen in your day. You're not going to want to show up and and do what you need to do for your health. You're not going to show up in the best mindset for your kids or for your husband or for whoever you have in your life. It is really important. Yeah. And um, I'm sure it's like
0: Michaela said, you're probably going to be hearing on a lot of podcasts or a lot of social media accounts, all the things that You know you should be grateful for or or the the studies of how gratitude helps everything from sleep to your health your um your physical well-being all sorts of things that gratitude is proven to be helpful for um and i'm just going to read this because i think this is pretty powerful that is from the book called the heart math solution It says, positive thoughts and feelings add energy to our system. An optimistic perspective, a feeling of appreciation, or a gesture of kindness, for example, are energy assets. Negative thoughts and feelings deplete our store of energy. Anger, jealousy, and judgmental thoughts, for example, are energy deficits. So it's going to help our energy, too. So if you're just feeling exhausted all the time and just blah constantly... Find some way to do a gesture of kindness. And I think that's important to note, too, is there are times where you're just like, I can't even find one thing to be grateful for because I know, uh, like, referring back to the dishes thing, right, that in the past someone has been like, well, when you're doing the dishes, be grateful that you have enough money to buy the dishes, right? And I'm like, Ugh no you know it's like that does not help like i wish i only had one dish because then i would only have to wash one dish <laughs> like so trying to falsify that appreciation you know me saying that even if i didn't feel it and just being like i'm grateful for the dishes as i'm sitting here grumbling about it like that's not helpful but a gesture of kindness that is something you can do even if you're not in a good headspace You know, you can hold a door open for somebody. You can help someone unload their groceries into their car. I mean, there's things that you can do, but then here's what's funny about the gestures, then you're going to see someone else appreciating your gesture and their appreciation is going to bring you a little bit more out of that feeling. So sometimes you just have to do some sort of activity, whether it's like I talked about earlier, the dancing or, you know, do a gesture for somebody or something like that, that gets you into a different headspace first. And then once you are in a headspace, then you can say, okay, now let me find something to be grateful for. Because yeah, trying to fake it when you're just in this like, ugh, mindset and to just say the words doesn't help. (laughs) You have to be like genuinely in your heart, grateful for what you're thinking about.
1: Oh, hundred percent. And I think releasing yourself from the idea that you have to be grateful for everything, like, like the dishes, you don't have to be grateful that you're doing the dishes. I just like, let's just throw that out there. You don't ever have to be like super happy that you're sitting there washing the dishes, but I think it's important to find that neutrality about it. Right. Cause you don't want to be either happy or mad about it, but can you you just be in the middle where it's just like, yeah, I'm just doing the dishes, not a big deal, right? And I've had this conversation with a, with a couple of clients this week um, with some of the habits that they are building in my program, and it is that like, look, I don't expect you to like this thing. You just need to find that neutrality. You just need to get it done, right? And the truth is, most of these things they're small, right? Like the dishes might take you ten minutes. Maybe, you know, depending on how many dishes you have, (laughs) but like, okay, that's 10 minutes out of your day. That's really not that big of a deal. When you consider how much time you spend scrolling through social media or watching a TV show or whatever it is that you do, that's not really that much time. But when you come at it from that space of, I hate this, why do I have to do this? Well, then you spend it two hours thinking about how much you hate doing the dishes and how much you're dreading doing the dishes and how angry you are at everybody who's eaten on a dish this week, you know, or you could just be like, oh, it's the dishes time. Like turn on a movie, watch your show during the dishes, you know, do something that can just help you be neutral about it where it's just like, no, oh, I'm just doing it. Right. I have the um, part of my program is tracking food. Right. Cause if you don't track it, I can't really see what you're eating and I can't Give you as much feedback as i can and that is that is something that a lot of people are just like oh you know And it's like okay well i don't expect you to love it that that's not a requirement you do not have to love tracking your food but what can you do to be neutral about it and get it done right so like one client it's part of her wind down routine now and that has been something that's been really helpful for her she just okay When we sit down and we, we always watch a show at night. So I just take the first five minutes of that show and I just update everything in my tracking sheet, right? I've got another client who, you know, instead of tracking every little thing, she'll take pictures of it as she goes and then sit down later and go, okay, yeah, like this is how much of this I put in and how much of that. And, and it just becomes more of a routine that they can be neutral about. But yeah, the clients who sit there and go, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Guess what? They're not very good at it. And then they actually end up self-sabotaging themselves in other areas. It's not even a, like about the tracking, but because they're sit and spend so much time hating the tracking side of it, then, well, I might as well just not even go to the gym because I didn't even track my food today, right? It just gets you into that spiral where if you can pull yourself out of that and go, okay, how can I be neutral about this? What is something that maybe I can pair with this that just makes it easy? How can, how can I make it easier on myself? Just with anything you do, guys. Like, it doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to love it. You don't have to love it. Throw that out.
0: Indeed. So I'm kind of curious, as we were talking about this beforehand, and you had talked about uh, positive mental attitude as a thing in your family growing up. So I kind of want to hear your thoughts about this.
1: <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> so as... I was thinking about this topic today. I was really thinking on that. Um, oh, what, I, whatever they call it. The toxic positivity, you know, that I hear a lot about. And for the longest time, I'm like, what is wrong with people? Why can't we be positive? Why do we have to put toxic in front of something that's good, right? But <laughs> the more that I've looked into this and the more I've really researched, okay, what is toxic positivity? Like, what is it really? And really... What it is, is it's never allowing yourself or anyone else to actually experience things that aren't good, right? And it's always saying, oh, okay, well, let just look on the bright side of this. Like, yeah, so what, your, your house burned down. But on the bright side, at least you have your grandma close by that you can go move into, right? That would be an example of toxic positivity where it's like, why don't you just allow that person to be really upset that their house burned down? like that is really upsetting. That is really traumatizing. That is something that they should be allowed to fill. So positivity isn't, isn't a bad thing. Um, but not allowing yourself or the people around you to feel and to express, that's when it becomes a bad thing. So <laughs> growing up in my family, um, more like with, um, one of my grandparents, it was very much PMA was the, was the phrase. Every time we'd, we'd go over PMA, PMA, and that stands for positive mental attitude. So anytime I'd be like, I don't want to do this at PMA, Michaela, PMA, you know, and it's like, okay, positive freaking mental attitude. Like I, you know, but that just goes right along with, with um, not allowing people to actually express like, okay, your kid does not have to love doing cleaning their room, right? Like they don't have to love that. They don't have to be happy that they can't have the treat. You know, they can, they can express those feelings and those thoughts. And, you know, of course you're going to hopefully teach them how to do it in an appropriate manner or, you know, talk them through whatever, whatever they need to. But I found living through that it was really hard for me as a kid to feel like I could show up and actually be really, really upset with things that were going on. You know, there's, there's quite a few traumatic things that happened in my childhood that I never felt like I had the right to be upset by. And I mean, like, guys, these are some big, big things that I didn't feel like I had the right to be angry with people. And I didn't feel like I had the right to feel sad and to be hurt and to show up that way. And because I had that, that mentality, because I shut all of those feelings down, it's made it, I feel like a thousand times harder to get over even as an adult. Like even now, like Camry and I have been talking all all week. The fall is a really hard time for me. The fall and spring are, are the two hardest times of the year for me. And it disrupts my sleep. I have nightmares all the time. And it's because I never allowed myself to process the things that I needed to as a kid, right? It's because I had to shut all of those things down and be like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I had people in my community would come up to me and be like, Michaela, you have to smile. Things aren't that bad you know, and it's just like, oh my gosh, okay, like here, here's my smile, like I'm pasting it on, like everything's fine, even though I just freaking want to cry all the time, right, and that's when it becomes toxic, right, because that did not allow me to have a true authentic reaction and be able to actually authentically process the things that were going on in my life that were really, really, really hard, and because of that, my body, my body holds on to all of that, like even now what is it 14 years later i still have nightmares yearly <laughs> you know because my body is still having to process those same things because i wasn't allowed to actually authentically feel and i think that's as we talked about this before my negativity coming into this season 100% it's like it it totally revolves around this because because of that oh, everything has to be hunky-dory all the time attitude when it's like, you know what? But sometimes it's just not. Sometimes it's not okay. Sometimes it's not hunky-dory. And can we please like, can we authentically talk about this? Can we actually talk about the elephant in the room where, you know, you know, Susie's having a hard time. Why can't we just ask her how she's doing and what she needs from us instead of saying, hey, Susie, tell us what you're grateful for. You know, like maybe she's not grateful for things right now. Anyways, My bitterness is showing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I was just thinking, like, I think a way to put this down into one sentence would be you need to validate your negative emotions and feelings before you move on to gratitude. And I think that's the step that's missing is you validating when people have tough emotions and like a good example of something that's a smaller example of it, I guess, would be trip wrestling over the weekend my son which we've talked on this podcast before about how he has struggled with his emotions with losing in particular but even just with you know if a kid pulls a really difficult move on him, where it's like you know I don't know if people have seen wrestling but like sometimes these kids almost get like strangled and like <laughs> they get all tied up in knots and it's very intense and and um so he would struggle with that and just throw fits and fits and just like not be able to come out of it And he just went and wrestled again over the weekend and it was so rewarding because the last time we took him, he was able to figure out his emotions, which we talked about a couple of episodes ago. And so this time we asked him if he wanted a double bracket. So we put him in his age group and then his age and weight group, and then we put him in the next weight group up. So he was wrestling up into a heavier weight class and um so he wrestled six times instead of just three and after each and every time even he lost half and he won half of his matches and after the losses a couple of them were pretty intense and he would start to cry and it was like okay bud like i get it it sucks to lose like i get it buddy and then we have this rule that he has a time limit of when he you know he gets to feel those emotions and feel upset about it but then after a couple of minutes then it's time to start going through our routine of, you know, he gets a drink, which helps him breathe. And then we go for a little walk and then he gets to come and cheer on his teammates. And he like within a few minutes after each match was able to be in control and take care of that. And then feel like I still validated the fact that, yeah, that dude, I get it. It sucks to lose. Like that's not fun. It's not a good feeling. You're allowed to feel that. You're just not allowed to feel that for the next week, right? With something as simple as a, as a wrestling match, you know, you're not going to carry that forward for a week or two weeks or a month. Um, You know, you get to feel that for, you know, pretty intensely for a few minutes. And then, you know, you might feel a little bummed about it for the next day or two, but then you're going to go to practice and you're going to work on those skills that you need to work on to do better at the next wrestling match and, and things like that. But it's, I think that's part of why, Trip struggled with it earlier on was I was just like stop acting this way like stop you know like stop throwing a fit you know and but as soon as it was a little more just like okay you get to feel this like feel this and then let's move on and it's like me being able to validate that and let him know that it's okay to feel that way and granted there were times last year that I did that and he still like (laughs) felt the feelings for a very very long time. Um, before he was able to move on Um, but yeah it's validating people's emotions is huge I mean even in my marriage having my husband just validate it and be like yeah I get it because he's one that growing up he was always taught that like you shut that down right you know like stop acting like it get over it and move on (laughs) so it's something that my husband has had to learn as an adult that I need is I'm like no you need to let me know that my feelings are okay (laughs) So that they don't just like get really angry that you're trying to shove them away. And then my feelings get 20 times bigger because you're telling me to shut them down. And they're like, no, (laughs) because I feel like that's what happens, right? We don't validate those feelings. And then we try and repress them and we try and shut them down. But our body keeps that score, right? Internally, our body knows that we're still holding on to that anger or that frustration or that disappointment or that stress, and then eventually it comes out, it comes out in our dreams, It comes out in our sleep patterns, it comes out in, in our health, you know, our heart rate, our blood pressure, all of those things are going to show us what we actually are feeling, even if we just try and suppress it, be like, No, I'm fine. I'm, I'm happy. I'm grateful. No, like, it's okay to not feel grateful. For a short time, you know, like you need to move in and out of that, right? Have your moments of the negative feelings, but then allow yourself to feel the positive when you can and then, and work through that back and forth. Don't stay in the negativity forever, but allow yourself to feel it so that you can truly feel it, work through it and move on from it instead of carry it around in your body the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And if you are someone who's going through something really tough, 100% like seek therapy. It's really helpful. If you find the right therapist, man, they can help make this a lot faster because it can be really hard to get out of that cycle yourself sometimes. And you just need that guidance. So, 100%. Like, if you guys are feeling this way, therapy, please. Like, seek help, get help from from a professional who can guide you through and help make this process so much easier for you.
0: Amen. Yeah, we are not professionals, guys. (laughs) And someone telling you, just be grateful. Just find, find gratitude every day. It might help for you. It might not. You might need something more. So if you need something more and you need a therapist, go find one.
1: Yes, exactly. I think doing gratitude and doing those things, it really helps for the small things, right? But if you, if you have traumatic experiences in your life, if you have other things, nah, doing a gratitude journal is not going to be the thing <laughs> that gets you out of that, that pulls you out of that. You do need to do that deep work and, and allow yourself to process with somebody who can help guide you through that. Yeah.
0: So yeah. yeah, it might be a good piece of, you know, what's going to work for you, but probably you need a little bit more on top of that. Mm -hmm. There are lots of pieces that help us get back from traumatic or, or big events in our lives.
1: So, yes. So unless you've got something else, do you have something else you wanted to add to this? No, I think,
0: uh, yeah, overall, it's like the one thing that I said, which I was like, this came out of my mouth right before we started talking was don't let surface gratitude, be a mask for your underlying stress or trauma and I think that's the big takeaway from today is we don't want it to be that light fluffy be grateful for everything in your life we want it to be realistic you know deal with the things you need to deal with and then come through and find genuine gratitude don't fake it (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) I mean fake it with the right people if you have to but you don't have to fake it with yourself (laughs) yes (laughs) there's just one last thing I wanted to end on as well that I just, I don't know. um I loved Winnie the Pooh growing up. Y'all can laugh now take a second, but I love Winnie <laughs> the Pooh growing up. It was one of my hey, favorite shows. <laughs> and I just saw a meme the other day that I was like, oh my gosh, it just hit me really hard. So, you know, Eeyore, the poor guy. Just like everything is just really hard, everything is really sad, everything is just really tough. And it's like, you know, looking at it in adult eyes, it's like, oh yeah, clinical depression right there, right? But I feel like we all have an Eeyore in our lives. We all have someone who you're just like, oh, why are you so much like Eeyore? Why does this happen? Maybe it's you, maybe you're a lot like Eeyore, right? But what I loved about this um, meme is it was like, you know what, even though Eeyore, had a really hard time looking at the positive things, his friends were still there for him. His friends did not expect him to show up and be happy all the time. They didn't expect him to show up as anything else but himself. And I think that's a really important message to take on. You know, if you have that you are in your life, let them show up how they are. They don't have to be positive all the time. Don't tell them to look at the good side of things. Don't tell them positive mental attitude. It's not helpful, right? Like if you're somebody who worries about things. Like, just think about how helpful it is when somebody says, well, just don't worry about that thing. It's the same with somebody who's feeling, feeling down. You know, they just need to know that you're there for them. And that even though they're, they're down and they're having a hard time, are you going to be there for them? You know, anyways, it's just something that really hit hard for me seeing that. It's just like, oh my gosh, yeah, just, just be like, just let people be and be there for them if you can, you know, and don't, Don't expect them to change who they are just so they can plaster on a smile.
0: On telling someone that they should be something that they're not, you should be positive and you're not. That just adds more negativity to their (laughs) headspace. Whereas, if, like you said, if you just support them and let them know that it's okay, but also I do think you can and you should. If you, depending on what relationship you have with people, you know, if you're that person that is the one that can challenge them or can pull them out of their shell and take them to go do something, you know, sometimes that's all it takes. It doesn't take you asking them questions or you getting them to dive deeper. Sometimes that's what their therapist is there for. And you're just the one to be like, Hey, let's go get a cup of coffee together or, you know, anything like that. And then it's not you telling them they should be positive. It's just you supporting them and saying, Hey, I'm here for you like you said. So you don't need to, you don't have to be their therapist. You don't have to be the one that tells them to find their silver lining. Um, just be there for them. Yeah.
1: And you shouldn't be their therapist, (laughs) their therapist should be their therapist, (laughs) (laughs) but it can be hard, especially if it's somebody who's really close to you and who you love. And it can be really hard not to be like, come on, let me, let me be the person who brings you out of this mindset. It's like, you know what? Why don't you just be that person who actually just allows them to fill and maybe you hold space for them if they need to talk, but also, you know, hold those boundaries for yourself too, because sometimes it can be a little bit draining, but all you have to do is be there for them, right? And just, just allow them to show up as who they are and allow them to fill. Don't, I mean, we, I don't know. Have you ever had friends? I've had friends like this where it's like, I know every time I go to their house, I have to pretend everything's fine you know i have to be happy i have to be peppy i have to show up this way and i would never go to their house if i was having like a really bad day like i'm going to cancel on them right but then i've had some friends where it's like you know what even though i'm have a bad day and i look like crap and i feel like crap i still want to talk to you and i still want to hang out and i still want to do these things with you because i know i can show up and just be that way i can be grumpy you know i can be sad Or I can be extremely hyper and really annoying, you know, but I can be who I am in that moment with that friend, you know, and it's because that friend allows me, allows me to be that person. So I think, yeah, I think we're good to end there. I do too. I hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving and happy rest of your holidays. Remember to just enjoy, (laughs) enjoy your time. You don't have to pretend like everything's okay if it's not. But then also finding the the gratitude in the little things and finding that neutrality. Amen.
0: Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Chat with you next week.
1: Thank you for listening to The Horsewoman Project. If you have a story to tell, please email us at thehorsewomanproject at gmail.com. Links to both of our websites, social pages, and emails will be added to the show notes, as well as any links that are mentioned or contact information for our guests. Talk to you next week.